This is Catalog and Cocktails. Presented by Data.World. We got to go to our, our lightning round, uh, which is uh, sponsored and presented by Data.World. Let's just do this fun stuff every Wednesday. So thank you. All right. <laughs> I'm going to kick it off. Number one. Okay. Will the new wave of analytics engineers be the ones primarily bringing the metrics layer into the organization and the stack? Or is it another persona? I think that the answer is yes, which is a controversial answer based off of this conversation. <laughs> All right. Yes. You go next, Tim. All right. Uh, Nick, will will the modern data stack be a requirement to take advantage of the latest wave of metric semantic layer or, you know, or for example, can you know the legacy stack take advantage of this, and you know, in the near future? Yeah. So I think this is like the answer is is ideally both, and the reason why we open source metric flow is because we want it to be able to support a wider you know set of applications. Um, I think that the core, the like, all of the APIs are very generic, right? It's like Python, you know. Uh, command line interface. You can write whatever you integrations, you can use it in whatever way you want. But the core there is probably database connectors, right? If you have a variety of different databases that are not, you know, your kind of Snowflake, Redshift, BigQuery, um, Databricks kind of databases. Um, and those can all be added to the open source project. So please make contributions. All right, third, uh, will metrics layer ever become the de facto approach to building your data platform? Or is this more like a expert mode or like a cool kids thing? I think that companies will realize that it's kind of this like, there's this paradox of in the early days, you don't see it. And then everyone who gets to a certain stage sees it. And so I think that more and more, you know, uh, the people who are later on will see it and and then kind of show, uh, you know, people who are earlier on that like, hey, you're building, you know, a bit of a rat's nest right now and you might want to watch out. Um, yeah. And so my take is that like, I I personally think that it should be like one of the first tools that companies buy. Um, and I actually think that it makes more sense at the startup. Like I started working on this after leaving Airbnb and working at a startup and being like, oh my gosh, I need this. My business you know, partners are asking for so many different cuts of the data and I don't have time to write every single query for them. So, so the modern data stack veterans uh, are going to, they're going to speak to the younger folks and, and, you know, younger experience wise and say like, yeah, don't do what we did. Yeah. There's a better basically, way. <laughs> basically, I mean, and like, and if we can get know, that I, information out there, then they'll they'll realize and adopt it earlier. Yeah, and like I think that's how a lot of technology, you know, ends up ends up evolving. Uh, technology that like impacts larger companies more significantly. That yeah. this is like a trust and productivity problem, and the larger companies experience the trust problem, and the smaller companies are experiencing the productivity problem, and it just gets like more and more profound as you get larger, right? And so yeah. people don't plan for it because they can't foresee it. This is what I call the balance between efficiency and resilience. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I hope you're right on that, uh, Nick. And I'm hoping also like some of the lighter weight BI tools push us in this direction too, because then people will be like, oh, of course I want to do more in my data warehouse. Um, yeah. Uh, last lightning round question for you. Um, should data catalogs support the metrics layer as a first class citizen? 
Oh, for sure. Okay. So, I mean, this, I feel like we kind of skipped over the relationship to metadata. Um, we got so into like some of the other conversations, but, <laughs> um, like so much of, of the back end of what this is, like metrics are a profoundly important concept within a business. Like it is one of the most stable objects in an organization over time. Like Airbnb was tracking bookings, you know, multiple definitions before I joined and then still to this day tracks it. And if we had been building up metadata and context annotations of what happened at different moments, like, you know, who the owner is, who the, what the tier is, like whether it's good if it goes up or down, like these are all incredibly important pieces of metadata that we're now tracking on our backend. And we actually expose a GraphQL API for other applications to basically pull that metadata out and surface it. And I mean, I think one of the main differences between, you know, older versions of semantic layers and newer versions is just broad access. And so that's why we expose all of this stuff. Um, our entire yeah. UI can be accessed elsewhere. So I, I love your comment that this is such a foundational concept um, and actually one of the more stable elements. And I think, I think that's an important takeaway. Like people like there's a purchase, right? And it's like, oh, well, the data to make a purchase was this way at first, but then but then we had to change it because we're collecting the data different or something like that, or we changed our systems and now it's like this. But the concept of purchase stayed the same, right? So I think that's a really important thing for, think, for folks to think about. That was a very, very important takeaway there. Which, all right, the mesh minute. One minute. Uh, rant, pontificate, whatever you want about data mesh, go. Okay. So I told, I told Juan, I'm like a little anxious about this because I feel like the hardest thing about the data mesh for me is just like really getting my mind around it. Um, and I certainly have opinions and like things that I think are relevant here. Um, but I think that the core of this is that what we're talking about here is trying to define a centralized place that we can manage in a decentralized way, right? A centralized place to define your metrics and expose them as like a clean interface to the rest of the organization. And in my mind, like when I read the data mesh stuff, I think that we're that's basically a data plane, but I'm not really sure. And I think part of the like hard part about understanding the data mesh is just like real applications, like real examples of how this works. Um, it feels a little philosophical to me still at this point. And that doesn't mean that it's wrong. It just means that like, I need more time to understand it. I need somebody to like explain it to me. <laughs> that, valid, valid, valid. It is something, there's yeah. a whole book on it now you can go get. So, <laughs> all right. Yeah, perfect. But Tim. I agree. More case studies would be good. I think hopefully people are trying data mesh and, and they're going to share their their war stories, either successes or failures. Well, actually, in a couple yeah, of weeks, totally. we're going to have uh, Omar uh, from Roche, who's been talking a lot about it. And, and so eager to, to learn more about the details on everything. Yeah, so, I'll have some uh, good, some good nice. stories there. All right. Uh, Tim, take us away with your takeaways. All right. So, Nick, you've done such an awesome job helping us to learn about the semantic layer, the metrics layer, and why this is valuable, why this is happening right now. Um, you really referred to and talked about the semantic layer as being sort of this mapping between sort of the data as it exists today, the sort of this, these tables, 
um, to these classes, um, you know, whether they're orders or products or customers. Um, and the rows are really the individual instances of that class, such as, um, you know, one of those orders, one of those products. And the idea is to try to create an abstraction so that the logic can be a lot more reusable. And so that way it's a lot more understandable to uh, whether it's the BI tool or the people or whatever needs to ultimately consume that information. Um, and you mentioned about the metrics or, or the metrics layer being something that kind of is, is, is part of that or kind of sits on top of that, which uh, allows you to, you know, um, to really define your metric in a repeatable way um, uh, over those different classes or over those different attributes. Um, and to do that in a way that's sort of, I'll just call it smart, right? Whether it's like, if, if you care about time, then you want to be able to do the kinds of things you should do with time. Like, you know, look at it weekly or monthly or, you know, those types of things. So it should be done in a, in kind of a smart way. Um, and this makes a lot of sense. It seems like it's going to really have a profound impact on companies that struggle with, you know, sort of spaghetti code or spaghetti data pipelines or, you know, uh, you know, uh, hey, we implemented Snowflake uh, four years ago to replace our, our crazy monolith and we just built a new one that's maybe even more expensive in the cloud, right? How do we how do we fix that, right? It seems like the semantic layer and metrics layer can help a lot with that. And, 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 and why now, right? Well, um, you mentioned that infrastructure is not as big of an issue anymore. Um, scheduling and creating these, you know, scheduling jobs and creating data pipelines isn't as big of an issue anymore. Um, so now it's it's much more democratized to to build all this stuff out, and and so it's becoming faster to create these problems, to create this sprawl. Um, we need to be smarter about how we manage our data pipelines, about how reusable our logic is, uh, and ultimately, I wrote down we need to lower the bar to be savvy about your data. And I think previously we were thinking more about like lowering the bar to build a dashboard. And I think we all kind of now realize in hindsight, that was dumb. Like it's like, oh, well, just giving people to build a dashboard. Obviously that wasn't going to solve becoming data driven, right? You actually need to understand the data. It needs to be semantically meaningful. And I think we're finally having the right conversation about that. So that's, that's my spiel on it. Juan, what's, what are your takeaways? I, I got, I got several here. One, I think remind ourselves the world that we live in today, if you don't have a semantic layer, you have, you're dealing with a bunch of SQL, large SQL queries and on top of all these raw tables, there's too many transformations. You're doing E-L-T-T-T-T-T-T-T and managing that is a pain. I think we all agree with that. Uh, and, and truly self-service without a semantic layer is impossible because otherwise the users will who need, who want to go query that need to have so much technical context and that's not going to be self-service right there. I like we, we kind of we have a little bit of a disagreement here, but 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 I think we at least came to the same. Ended up agreeing is, I think the dream is to really have the metrics query to be very crisp and concise. And you saying it's a dream, but I'm like it's a dream that we make it a reality. And if you're not making that real, you're not being successful. I think that we that that should be the north star right there. I think it's still open the, the question we need to help define the ownership responsibility right it depends I and mean, that's something that depends on your organization and that's a lot of the human work right if you're you you, you need to understand who's the who are the people who really understand that data right in a smaller company maybe the same person who does end to end but this is going to go change a larger company um you do want to have a system where anyone can contribute to metrics but it's all coming in from that same semantic layer um 
and and you really need to get agreements, uh, get people in the room and have agreements. And and, and I think it, the te- from a technology perspective, it is interesting to make sure that the technology knows that these two things should not be joined because that does not make sense to go do that. Um, start with uh, this is a very important one. Start with data from a certain application. So you talk to the domain of the marketing team. Well, let's talk about what are their metrics and where is their data coming from, and let them define customer first. And then people get more involved. They're like, well, okay, now we have to go address these issues. Then we can go resolve that. That's a way not to boil the ocean. You have your the metrics flow open source. The short answer is you take the semantic layer you built, the metrics, and it will compile it into optimized and, and readable SQL queries. And finally, should data catalog support the metrics layer as a first class citizen? First class citizen? Absolutely yes. Metrics are fundamental, are foundational concept, and I really love this. They're actually the things that are most stable within an organization. And that's a very key takeaway right there metrics are yep. going to be there all the time let's go treat it with the respect it deserves that's right nick how do we like do that takeaway. how did we that's do a, it? i think we have a t-shirt great. that we're gonna have there like metrics yeah. respect them or something like that <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> exactly i think that they deserve a lot more respect all right well back to you nick two questions what's your advice about data about life whatever and who should we invite next I'm going to make mine about life. Um, do I, I both or just one? No, both, but both questions. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I see. I see. Um, or, 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 and about data and life or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Be nice to people. Just like, you know, help people out, have empathy, like try to try to be like open and collaborative in these kinds of conversations. Like, I love that. Um, I love just having these kinds of fun, open conversations. Um, and I think that life is just like a lot more fun when you're like nice to people and you like, you know, try to relate to people. So I appreciate, yeah. Um, and let's see next. I don't know. Like, I think if you want to, I think that there are some people who have really thought a lot about this, this metric stuff. Um, you know, there's, um, uh, Aaron keys was somebody who was at Airbnb and spent a lot of time thinking about this. Um, and he's now at Slack. Um, uh, Johan Reidberg is at Spotify and has been thinking a lot about this space. Um, these are people who, like, in my mind, um, you know, have been thinking about this for a long, long time and have formed, you know, quite polished and, and you know, tested opinions in, like, large organizations. Um, so... I would say if you want to learn more about this space and really talk to practitioners who are like building this stuff right now, uh, those are great examples. All right. That's, Love a, that's it. a great we'll be, idea. We'll be reaching out. Well, all right. Next week, we're talking about knowledge graphs at the knowledge graph conference. I will be there and we're going to have another. So I'll be in New York next week uh, with Francois Scharf, who is the general chair of the knowledge graph conference, talking about all the stuff that's going over at that conference. And with that, Nick, thank you so much. And as always, thanks, Data World, who lets us uh, do this fun. Cheers, Nick. Thank you so much for this awesome conversation. Thanks so much for having me.